157 of the Hustle Season, ladies and gentlemen. Season. Oh, All right. My name is Kelly Strawbridge, Reggie Pace, James Doretis. Gabe is here. There, that rummaging, was him right there. Rummaging through change. Rummaging through change in his own house. Classic hope oh, This was just in his. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Whatever. Then. All right. Um, how's everyone doing today? Oh man, I'm I'm doing doing good. I'm doing great. Nice, nice. Um, it's cold now. It's it's kind of cold. It's not like real fall yet, but I think it's, it's. Oh, it got cold the other day, and then it like went back up. But it looks like shit outside. So and it was like eighty degrees one day, yeah. and then like it was. Yeah, I still don't know what the weather Saturday is gonna be like. Um, um I don't know. Are you going trick or treating? I don't know. You going trick or treating? No, I did no. order a Jerry Curl wig, um, to to be here. <laughs> It should be here for it. It should be here today. Um, so that's tight. Yeah, I feel like you should have. Many, you feel like you already had a Jerry Curl wig. No, no. You seem like, like kind of guy that would already have a, a Jerry Curl yeah. wig. I did have several <laughs> uh, back in the day. Reggie, don't want to talk about it. Okay, um, I was like, I feel, but, uh, I feel like I've seen you in a Jerry Curl wig before. I did, no, back I don't know, back no, in the day, no, it wasn't like a real. No, no, you had an Elvis wig. I had an Elvis it was wig. An Elvis wig, and I had a like a I had. I've had a couple, but I have not had the real. Yeah, Elder Barge wig. I love that. I had Elvis a, one, this though. one, the one that I have, um, uh, I got is more is the Rick James style. Oh, um, yeah, which is more of like mullety. Yeah, more of um, yeah, yeah, yes, it's more mullety, but it's more in the triangle uh-huh. um form. Uh, it's more bangs. like a yeah, it's circa 1985 Rick James glow. Put a little bit of gl- glitter. Oh in it. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like the glow area. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I, man, it looks like it's dripping. But once you get glitter, once you get glitter on you though, like you can't it. get it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like can't uh-huh. get it off, man. I can't fuck with that shit. But uh, but yeah, so I got that coming in. Um, uh, that should be here today. So I'm very excited about that. That's very um, exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting a wig delivered. So where Kelly wants to start today. Yeah, I got a wig. I I was gonna bring up. (laughs) It is. It is Friday. Halloween. Halloween. I feel you. Halloween is my favorite. This is the first time I actually like bought. I haven't. I don't think I bought. No, no. I bought the uh, Elvis. the Elvis costume. I've been last rocking year. Black Elvis for a while. Yeah, I rock Black Elvis. Yeah, I've been doing Black Elvis since like yeah, yeah. two thousand. Who knows? I mean, like I really have put no creativity into my costumes. Nope, um, not at all. You know, but uh, this year I'm I'm definitely I'm doing Randy Watson. So that boy, I'm, good. Um, I'm excited about that one. Um, finally watched watched Coming to America with my wife. She watched it for the first time. She, How was it? She loved it. Congratulations. Loved it. Um, look, man, she could go one. You know, could go the other way. I, mean, I couldn't imagine go going all the way. I mean, that movie is so good, but that movie is so good. But you, you would have to reevaluate your whole relationship, though, if it went sideways. Sometimes she watch. I mean, she watches. She's watched a lot of trash, though, over the years. That is, I feel I like know you tell me about like, some, like, like jacked huh, up like, like reality show trash. <laughs> well, the reality show. I mean, everybody watches, but you the rom- her rom com shit though is oh, like yeah. on another oh, yeah. level of like garbage. They love uh, they love like, rom com, dude. Like bad. So like when she sees something good, I don't know if she knows she's seen it, but she saw it. She saw it there. She saw the light. That's reassuring. It's reassuring. That's why I just reaffirmed that. Uh, that's why I married her. You well, know, you know, you know, uh, you know what happened today? What? What happened today? Oh shit! Volume one, baby. The right. hustle season. It's finally out, y'all. <laughs> it's finally hustle out. Hustle season's first full length album. That's right. That's right. Kaleidoscope of music. Woo. That's right. Man, a fun house. I, I, you know, 
I don't want to get too heavy into it because uh, we're a little limited on time. But also, I I don't want I wanted people to listen to it, and then I and then I wanted to come back and have us like talk about it a little bit. Sounds if, good. If check okay. it out today though. Do so it. Check it out. Um, I, we definitely have a whole bunch of different styles on this record, and um, I I think we definitely should give a huge shout out to our engineer, uh, James Theretis, for yeah. putting in putting in a lot of work. You put in a, put in a shit ton of work. Um, I mean. We made deadlines for ourselves, you know, for real. I mean, we just had to do that, and I think that like that's a great way to to work, you know. Absolutely. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to Tony. Tony's Um, killing it, man. Tony also put in like a ton of work, and um, you know, he's he's not even here today because he's put in so much work. Really, he's like he's like been staring at computer screens for like weeks on end. It happens. And uh, camera screens and shout out to Tyler. Shout out to our our guy Tyler. Bleach Matthews. Yeah, Bleach Matthews. That's right. (laughs) Tyler Um, and his cat. Tyler the cat, um, extremely uh, cute cat. One of the few cats that you know don't bother me with their existence. <laughs> that, that cat actually is really compliment. cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's like a handful of cats that you know I'll, allow. Cool. Um, yeah, Tyler, Tyler really, um, you know, came through for sure, and he always, you know, he always does. He's a good guy, friend of the show for real. Hell yeah. Um, man. so we appreciate we. Did, I mean, we team. we really did this. I mean, out of just. Um, I mean, basement. this is, yeah, out of out of La Cocina, number one, but also out of straight up pure. I mean, it was this was this whole thing was straight up fun, and it's the first time that I've ever been able to um, do a project with people where we just kind of like put things together, like, and then and 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 from that, really a more of a chemistry of how we work together, yeah, seemed to develop from that. But you know, just uh, having you know, made pieces of stuff in my house. Reggie had, you know, stuff that he was doing at his house. I mean, we made theme songs for our podcast, our own, like, we were doing a lot of creative stuff this year, and then all of a sudden the pandemic happened, and and that kind of also, you know, slowed down a lot of projects that we had with other bands, um, you know, uh, quite a bit. So when that, that opening happened, I think that we somehow kind of figured, you know, well, we have a bunch of music that we're, not even working with you know um and and like the one song all night that's on the record i mean pace gave me that beat like 2016 this is a long time ago oh wow like 2016? <laughs> i didn't know that Ke- kelly's been told, telling me you're gonna do that song since i wrote i do but if you look if you look at my lyric <laughs> if you look at my lyrics on the thing i have like two or three different pages of different types of hooks for that song because i was just like I was like, this beat is the shit. Just do take two. And I, was, I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Another was song, like, same beat. Here's the sequel. Yeah. 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 Pay, yeah. All night, part two. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the same night. Look, same night. Later that night. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, no, I wrote a lot for that. You know what I mean? And, um, and uh, because I love that beat so much um, that I'll just like write to it until I feel like something is. I mean, like, I have all kinds of other demos for that, yeah. the whole nine. So, like, you know, the fact that it worked out for this, maybe also with us working together, it kind of took a, a, the pressure off in a different kind of way where it's like, well, we're just doing this shit. We're, like, well, where there's no real there's no real plan. We're just, like, doing well, songs together. Making art. You know, making being, art. This being almost like a compilation. Yeah, uh, compilation right. of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Stuff we enjoy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, all the songs had a different style of, of process, uh, a different process to make them to get yeah. to, to get to that final stage, and uh, it's really it the effect it has on the sound sonically and also on the content itself. Um, 
how many hands it passes through yeah. right. and how it was recorded. Was it done? Like you did the punk song was like all tracked live and just vocals were overdubbed on it. That's it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but, uh, you know, that there was the one from that Gabe did for his podcast. Shouts to Chance Fisher on that. Yeah. And I think it's who's somebody playing keys on that. That one is Larry Branch. It's Larry. Shout out yeah. to Larry on the keys Larry and that. Who's on, uh, on the album? Actually, Chris Clefani on saxophone came through as a special yeah, guest. At, at, um, the one that one actually I think has Josh McCormick on. Just have Josh. Oh McCormick yeah, on that's drums? Josh McCormick on drums. Yeah, it okay. is Josh McCormick on drums. Shit, I and need then, that um, guy. Good. The <laughs> last and then uh, shout out to Lauren. Lauren Surfer to hook up with the choir stuff. Yeah, and some uh, flute plan. That's right. She did a great job. Um. And that song's, that song's weird. That's another one that was like that I wrote was a demo on my iPhone in GarageBand, mm-hmm. and then I just showed it to Reggie. He's like, "I like that," and put it in Pro Tools, <laughs> and yeah. re- replaced a couple of the instruments, but not that not much. not many of them. And then we just then I was like, Added. "I'm doing my Ennio Morricone, yeah, Bill he, Conti impression." Yeah, you yeah. did your you did the choir and brass arrangements over it, and that fit in with the string stuff I did and all the guitar stuff. It, it worked out Banjos. so well. Yeah, put I, banjo. I played banjo, dude. I hate banjo. You know but what? I restored a banjo I had. Like I spent like probably six hours working on it. Fucking uh got bought all this new shit for it, shedded on it for like two weeks, uh, and then played it on the fucking song. Hell yeah. That's yeah. my devotion to the process, guys. Well, but but you know what? But that you percussions. know what? the percussions. Vocals. I mean, I'll say, I mean, straight up listening to y'all's uh, especially y'all stuff and like hearing how like Reggie does his like keyboard sounds or like synth sounds and how and how James will like fuck with like uh you know drum sounds and things like that and then uh you know what I, I the, the bands that I loved back in the day and, and still do are bands that were like they all come together just for the straight up the common goal of whatever song is happening and however it gets done it just gets done I like that kind of shit. Like I, I the the traditional band recording stuff is cool. Like, you know, just going in, playing with the band, all that shit is dope. Love that. Yeah. But the creativity part where like people when someone comes in with just a piece of something or comes in with this and that and you can mess around with it and you could you could do things to it, you can, you know, mess with the tempo, whatever, or whatever. And I just I've never really had a chance to work with that, oh. work like that with anybody, and and how it worked for this project, I thought was just really. I mean, it, this one was just not even really a project until a couple, until the, a few, yeah, until, until a few end. months ago. That's yeah. why it's a compilation because there was no uh, preconceived. There's no vision from the start. It was like, hey, we actually have all this. <laughs> we got this a bunch is of kind music. of a good representation of a starting place. Yeah, yeah and I feel like. Uh, when I listen to all of it in order, it feels like the podcast. If you, cause <laughs> yeah. it, you know what I mean? It yeah. feels like what we it, like, cause it's like, Oh, here's a classic tower of power sounding Marvin Gaye sounding groove. Oh, and here is a completely different eighties synth out crazy groove. Oh, here's a nineties straight down the middle R and B hip hop yeah. right down the middle group. Oh, here is a movie soundtrack, hip hop, movie soundtrack completely nothing funny about it like mm-hmm. yeah. you know like 10 gallon is not funny you yeah. know right <laughs> you know it's like we are we actually did it and it, we always talk about classic bands and we talk about different styles and i feel like it's cool to since we're all musicians that we dabbled in a bunch of genres while we doing it same thing with the bad bad complete bad brains like there ain't nothing winking there ain't no funniness about when the nationals came yeah 
You know what I mean? It's straight down the middle. We're, Kelly, hit the drums harder. Yo, we need to do this. Yo, it, it was like we were tr- like actually putting our best foot forward and having fun the whole time. Yeah. And it's the same group of guys the whole time. Yeah. I think it came out as a, a, good, a good project. So much into things. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you're in the pro- like, I, That's another thing about doing all this multi-genre stuff. Um, and bands that have done it well. Like, yeah. you're old, like Zappa is like probably like the first person to think of. But then Mr. Bungle. Uh, all types of, you know, and, and and prog bands and that type of shit. But just the authenticity of being able, if you play a punk thing, to not play it like a studio musician playing a punk thing, like to actually play it for right. real. Yeah, you the know. sound of it. And, you know, even Mr. Bungle and Zappa, they're their breadth of music was also still kind of in a niche in a way. Like yes. We, 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 we kind of dabbled in all the pop forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we dabbled in, like, forms of people who were making gigantic records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or gigantic personalities, well, you know. And the, the Zappa and Bungle thing was, instead of doing it over the course of an album, they did it through a song. Yeah. Like, within yeah. one composition, there was, like, four different types of music, you know. Yeah. Uh, that might be coming one day. You know. Well, yeah. Dude, uh, Naked City and Opus. all that stuff. We definitely got to do something like that. You so know, dope. there was a time in college where I wrote a couple of things that were, like, long, you know, very uh, uh, masturbatory yeah. um, prog-type stuff. I should revisit Dust it that. off. Bring it, bring it back. Dust it off. I have all the, the, the charts. I don't know. Check it out. Well, all right. We I'm will sorry. see. We will yeah. see. Um, I got a, I got quite a few things here. Um. But Buster Rhymes is coming out with a brand new record. Tracklist came out. Nice. Um, uh, Extin- Extinction level event. ELE two. two. ELE two. The Wrath of God. Wow. It's, it's All right. Serious. Setting the bar high. <laughs> you got he, some of this. He he always does. You know the album of Dude, his. I think he's, I, he's one of the best. The, the album of he's, his that I really loved. He, he had two albums in a row, in which he's always talking about the end of the world. Yeah. You know, he thought it was Y2K first. He's like, we only got five years left. Yo, he's, you know, he's really, Y2K he's a thousand. so cute when you think Isn't about it. Isn't it funny to think <laughs> about it? It is. It's so cute very cute. Compared to the problems we have now. It yeah. was cute as hell. And then it was like, that was the last time you see those wars coming, the apocalypse, extinction level. I am actually excited to hear this. Yeah. I think Buster Rhymes is physically one of the best rappers that has existed that I know of. Agreed. Um, and he has a fun is a part of his brand, and I love fun. Big part of it. You know? um, I'm a fan. He, well, speaking of that, he did a really awesome podcast with uh, uh, 85 South. It's like almost two hours long, and he's basically just talking about the opposite of the Joe Rogan interview uh, with with Kanye West. It was informative, we'll get to entertaining, humorous. <laughs> I mean, like he, uh, Buster actually engaging. engaging. Buster actually answered questions straight on, complete sentences, uh, with full stories and uh, full stories to match of like everyone. I mean, like just incredible stories. Eighty Five South is a podcast with three uh, comedian improv comedians from um, Wildin' Out, uh, but they formed the Eighty Five South together and they were very successful. They're so funny, but the the way it's all set up. It's very, it's definitely got a hustle season vibe to it in a way too, which is very cool. Mm. But like, definitely check that out. Um, but on his album, real quick, Rock Him, Q Tip, M O P, Pete Rock, oh, wow. Bell Bib DeVoe, 
Uh, he what? didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Melvin Devoe. Yeah, wow. mm-hmm. You're speaking to the ten year old. All on one been, track. Could have been holding no, on this, this on track. The album or the on album. one track? Album. This album. album. Of course, the album. Yeah. <laughs> talking about? It's not we are the world. Them on one track. Buster finally pulled his. We are the world. Yeah. Busta meets Zappa. Uh, I was thinking of We Are the World type of thing. Oh, yeah, no. Um, uh, the, uh, there also, the album features interludes from Chris Rock, Minister, Lou, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, as well as verses from, uh, <laughs> from Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Rhapsody, and, of course, Anderson Pac. Um, Isn't Mariah Carey on the album, too? Uh, I thought I saw a track listing that had Mariah, Ca- Mariah Carey on why the album. Not? No, because actually, you know what? Mariah Carey just came out with something. Oh, no, you're right. Where I Belong featuring Mar- Mariah Carey's on here. Yeah, yeah. Mariah Carey just put Mary out Mary J. Blige is on here. Um, yeah, Mar- yeah, that's right. Mariah Carey came- I think I need to read that book. I've, uh, yeah, Lauren was reading it out that's loud right. to me while I was cooking, and it was like... <laughs> I was like, I'm going to I'm 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 have to go. You don't have to. There's only one person to talk to. Oh, she's okay, talking the whole okay. time. It's Mariah. It's oh, Mariah. Okay. So, so uh, no, uh, it's definitely a book. Of, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to have to go ahead and read this book. <laughs> Man, I, I need to go ahead and get that for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's coming out. That's out today. So I'm definitely going to be listening to that over the weekend. Because, um, like, this is the first record that Buster's come out with, like, in t- 12 years and people have been talking about how legendary this album has been i swear for five years i've been been hearing about this album for years and years he's been working on this album for a very long time he's and he said he's got another one that's coming up right after this um so that's that's gonna be good if if you've been working on some shit that long i would like two albums you know if if you hear me d'angelo um something better than chinese democracy if we're gonna talk about waiting for a long time for an album is it? There's a couple of good songs on there, you guys. All right. Um, now, um, uh, we don't do have get, our. Do you want to get sad for a second? Oh yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's just get go. Get sad. <laughs> Overbounce the beat. Mad big ups. Just a little song, but we got some mad big ups. Okay. Hit it. What am I hitting? Kelly. You have it? a mad big up. Oh, I have a bad big ups. Okay, I'll do the. I'll do that one first. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you just threw it. I, thought, threw you, I thought you were about to do it, Jay. No, no, I was going to go into the mad big this up one, segment. Uh, we got well, it. this is a uh, uh, Purple Rain screenwriter William Blinn died last week, uh, the age of eighty-three. Um, you know, he wrote a lot, a lot of movies, but Purple Rain obviously is one of his, um, one of his jams. He also wrote Roots, um, Brian's song. I know y'all know about Brian's song, you know. Man. Um, he also created Starsky and Hutch, y'all. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. He created the show. He created Starsky and Hutch. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, that was his. Actually, this says that he was. This was his only feature screenplay credit was uh, Purple Rain, which is really interesting. That is interesting to be your only movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is. Um, but uh, yeah, he was um, 83 years old and. Yeah, mad big ups to him, man. I mean, that's from made a classic. A classic. Yeah. Made a classic. That's a classic right there. All right. I mean, Moore's yeah, Day in the Time. You know, I had heard a song here and there as a, as a kid of Moore's Day, but when I saw Purple Rain, I was like, oh, this is it. This is where it came from. This is it right here. I was yeah. like, oh, this band is the shit. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, um, I mean. They make the movie. The movie's classic. The movie is more about them. It's as much about them as it is about Prince. And, well, and the thing is, is that really he spent a lot of time with Prince, you know, um, like unlike any of Prince's other movies that were, you know, you know, haphazardly put together and written and produced and directed by him, just like mm-hmm. his records, um, hit this first, this first one, 
uh, would this first one he really actually had to do the work and like do like a real movie, mm-hmm. hang out with the screenwriter, you know, hang out with the director, explain his vision, you know, take acting lessons, take dancing lessons. Like right, they, right, right. they actually did actually all the real yeah. they did they did all the real shit over there and they never did that shit again for any of his movies. Um so um, you know, William Blinn really um really, you know, put that shit together and um saw the dream, you know, for real. So we'll see you in the purple rain, William Blinn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the purple rain. Man. One on the app for that. Well, I got another one. This guy uh, isn't a musician, but is highly involved in show business and a guy that I think is, was fucking awesome. Uh, it was James Randy, also known as the Amazing Randy. Uh, if you're familiar with any Penn and Teller material uh, and their whole deal, especially that show Bullshit, he was kind of uh, a direct influence on those guys his main thing was uh, pretty much being a debunker of paranormal and pseudoscience stuff uh, one of his most famous appearances was a couple on uh the tonight show and another one that we were just watching that What's was like frame? bob barker on some uh this ranges from the 60s uh, or seven early seventies on up through the nineties. Um, his let's see here. Yeah, it was about that time period. He was first just doing magic stuff. All you know, all it was, and he was into that type of you know just sleight of hand shit, like right. that your typical. But those guys were big material. at the time, and they were really big at the yeah. time. After a while, about from when you about age sixty, he retired from magic and just did the debunking thing, just because he got, I don't know what his type of personal connection is to all this, but that was his cause. He debunked as all the pseudoscience uh, guys that the would The mentalist? On, yeah, the mentalist, the people that would say they could bend a spoon with their brain, anybody that could go on and say, I've got a, a, a phone book here, and I'm going to move the pages with my brain and like that was the one where the yeah. guy's dressed like fucking Bruce Lee. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and he comes out with the He phone looked more book. like Helen Reddy though. He did. Yes, look, and he had he, he had a like Mo Bruce Howard, he had a fucking Mo Howard haircut, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, bowl it was cut. Rough. But anyway, he comes out and he, you see him do the trick where he moves the 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 pages one at a time on a phone book that's sitting on a table with his mind. And so James Randi goes up and goes, okay, well, let's see if you can do this with this different, with this in this controlled environment. Okay? Yeah, with a different and, thing. Oh, oh, and right before he says this, he has, I have $10,000. He pulls out $10,000 in cash. Holy shit. Out of his coat and goes, I will give you if you can complete this task with, uh, with whatever uh, parameter variations or whatever that I've, that I request. And he's like, okay, put some money back in. And he goes, okay, uh, I've brought this. And he pulls out a bag that has all these little styrofoam pieces, just like little clipping, you know, it's a lot pieces of, of styrofoam, yeah. like packing styrofoam. And he puts it around the, the, phone, the book. phone book, like a lot of it. And this shit is, if any wind goes, it will totally, we'll see. we'll see. And the guy's like looking around it. He's looking at this shit. Like they edited down the the uh, the television footage, like on the original thing, and it says one minute later, and he's still looking <laughs> he's at, staring it, and at he, it. And he's and the guy says, "Hey, I can't do it because the lights in the room and the 
uh, the 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 styrofoam creates static electricity that holds the paper wow. down. It's like so. Wait, so you yeah. can do you? Can, it's not strong enough to turn just the page. Get the styrofoam out of the way. It's like what's the deal? Like, well, come on, man. Bob uh, Barker looks kind of pissed. It's like yeah, and this it's is like awkward Bob as hell. The, when he, I guess he hosted a late night show or something. Yeah, he did. It, it's like really awkward. Like the 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 uh, audience sounds like. Super quiet and just like because it's more because it's not it's more sad than it is it's, anything it else. It seems very well, sad. Well, yeah. like, I didn't show uh, Reggie, but the end of the clip has a panel of like three professionals in different fields, and one of them is like just a scientist, and just is kind of like, "What is this garbage? Like, yeah. what are you trying to like? You this saying? is obviously yeah, like obviously if you can turn a page, it would not matter if there was static electricity, right? You know, like I feel that I have not been proven either way yeah. because they had to have the guys I think unanimously agree if he was going to win the 10,000 or something made, like that. He yeah. made a hell of a career out of this and, shit, though. Like and he, he had. With the spoon guy, he fucking he showed harped you, on that showed guy. Out, yeah, that was one that he had a personal vendetta. He had a personal vendetta, vendetta on the spoon guy. But he had what <laughs> was called the, uh, the James Randi uh, Educational Foundation, which is his charity for basically ruining all these dudes but anyway <laughs> they offered a prize of one million dollars to anybody able to demonstrate a supernatural ability under scientific testing cr uh, criteria agreed by both sides mm -hmm. and it was it would be a completely controlled uh I environment like he... and it would both sides would agree on everything and it would be documented and all that i feel like the the early guys didn't get that you know, I feel like that the guy with who couldn't turn the pages, he didn't uh, he didn't get something said like saying like we're gonna you need to agree to these yeah, but principles. That, I feel like he sprung that all that that stuff on him. Yeah, but uh, that's what makes it awkward. <laughs> it was, but this is the thing. He is, yeah, this challenge totally. is just proving real stuff. So True. Of course, yeah, but, I, but and also it's like, he gave, he offered up ten thousand dollars. He could decline. Sure. But what's he gonna do? He's like he should if he's gonna be a fake. He should have figured out a more solid trick. His face to when do. he says that he's got ten thousand dollars in his pocket, his face is like he's like, he's like, oh shit, I could get ten thousand. Maybe yeah, like well, he, he no, has his that face vibe really his face. changes when he says under certain changed <laughs> conditions, and he's like, oh fuck, he's oh no man, because I bet he had been on mad TV shows in which everybody played along. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and then it, all it of a sudden up. it wasn't. You know, this guy's not pay playing along anymore. Well, the vibe in the studio feels kind of weird too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure James Randi was. Publicly challenging all of these mentalists. Hell yeah. yeah, I bet he was. To, uh, yeah. yeah, to go up against him. He was amazing. There's a couple of good Instagram accounts. One's called like MC Dojo Dojo Life, and it's all uh -huh. fake uh, martial artists. It's like a guy, and all oh, yeah, he does yeah, is yeah, goes yeah, yeah. goes to different martial artists studios who claim to be able to like knock someone down with one touch, or these old guys that are just flipping a guy, but just like mo barely moving their arms like Steven Seagal, like Tai Chi. Mm -hmm. And then there's like some guys pretending to like do that, and then their students, like their heads start looking like they're going to explode. I love this kind of stuff. Man, I was watching a, a best of the the news bloopers. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like local news bloopers. Yeah. And there was one same kind of guy. Mm -hmm. was two. One of them was like, I bet everybody I can punch straight through this car window. <laughs> Right, and they're like, okay, cool. You know, you know how the the morning news guys are. Yeah. They're like, cool, man. We'll meet you out the car. You know, they show up, right? And it's you know eight in the morning, and he's got his people there, and they're all like cheering. His all his students are there, you know, because he's running some martial arts dojo, <laughs> and they're just like, all right, he's gonna punch right through, and it's like on the note, it's live. 
yeah. they're like, all right, we got certain such and such. Here's he says he's gonna punch right through this window. Are you ready? He's like, oh yeah, this window I'm gonna punch right there. I've done this a million times. They're like, okay, here we go. And he grabs the car window and it's just like, boom, 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 like. 15, 20 times. This looks like his oh, knuckles are about to bleed off. Whoa, and, and he's just no. punching and punching and punching and punching. And eventually the guy, the news guy goes like, well, that is quite the tough door. And he's just like, go on. <laughs> and like, kids are like kind of crying behind him. <laughs> I'm going to find that clip. It's so funny. Is, what's that from? It was on one of those like best of the news bloopers. Right, it's just well, some we got to put that in the, in the oh, link. Yeah. Find that. It's so oh. funny. Please put that. There was, an, there was put, one other one that was that just like that. You know, some martial artist guy showed up to the to the local news uh-huh. to like break boards because they're doing a demonst- some demonstration at the school in which oh. they're going to do flips and break boards. You know how the the martial arts demonstration things go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the guy he's got the board set up on the fucking um the cinder blocks. You know, right. and like, and they're going like, these boards are tough. You know, and he's like, yeah, these are some tough boards. And he's like, I'm going to break <laughs> through them. And like the news guy, <laughs> right before what he's doing, and he's like getting them all straight and they're like kind of tough. And he's like, like making sure they're perfectly stable. And then like the news guy is like, all right, this guy's going to break through. And he's like tapping on the book and he like hits one of the boards like with his microphone by accident and it just breaks in half. <laughs> <laughs> So it was so obvious that That's these are awesome. fake boards. And the news guy, he just starts dying. He just puts his hands <laughs> over his face because he's like, oh, I just blew the whole bit. You know, I I accidentally, he just went like, oh, these are definitely me. <laughs> he, just went, <laughs> he just barely touches his thing. <laughs> so Damn. I found debunking those guys to be very funny. I, I love it. I love it. Damn it. It's Amazing Randy, you said? Yeah, amazing James Randy. Randy. Mad, James mad Randy, uh, 92. All right. Um, great. Uh, did anyone see Adele on SNL? No. No. Cool. Um, <laughs> Guitar Center. Bankruptcy. Again? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Because they're owned I by thought, Bain Capital or something. Aren't, yeah, aren't I they like this a, already happened. <laughs> uh, I thought I heard something about that, too, before. But yeah, I thought saying, they went bankrupt and then Bain bought them. And what, what's going on? Let me see here. So... Uh, they have begun to prepare for a potential bankruptcy filing that could come as soon as next month. Um, the retailer missed an interest payment of roughly forty-five million early this month, oh, setting a, off a thirty-day grace a period. Big payment forty-five million. That's a big payment to be late <laughs> on. How do you get late um, on that? You know I mean, <laughs> it's like they didn't ask for no. No payments? That's the small payment? I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the sum. They yeah. could have payment planned that one. They could. I really feel like that could have been. A payment plan for the payment? You could have yeah, yeah. put 35 40 on it. Yeah, I could have broke that I can put about $35 on that today. I don't know. Ooh. Was it a deposit or anything? I guess um, let's see. So, yeah, they they reached out to creditors, just discussed a plan involved the company filing for bankruptcy this year and emerging from it in early 2021. So, um. It's still possible they they could avert the bankruptcy as they did earlier this year when they when they resolved a skipped interest payment in April with the distressed uh, debt exchange. So I don't know. So they've they've just had mad issues and shit. So this is like um, business bankrupt. Yeah. Like are um, the stores yeah. closing? The stores aren't closing. It doesn't no, sound like it's closing. No, it's, it's a no. Uh, but they've they've had. Yeah. You know, okay. So here's here's what you guys were talking about. So for the years, the company has struggled with the shift to online shopping and debt. Uh, built up from a leveraged buyout by Bain Capital in 2007. Uh, there have been signs of a turnaround. It notched 10 consecutive quarters of sales growth through the end of February before the pandemic hit uh, its business hard. So, 
Um, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, you know, these companies have a shit ton of money. Do something with your website. I mean, if it looks like trash, get it together. And so, I mean, for real, get the, y'all get got, the inventory get together. The, get the inventory together. I mean, it seems like I they got the losing, inventory. I think they're losing all their money on their physical stores. Yeah. Uh, just on... They're huge. Uh, they just need to get rid of those stores. And the, the, the land, you know, the real estate, just for all that shit, or the rent they pay. I like the one here. On I don't know if they own Yeah, the, the one here is... I mean, they used to be the only kind of place you can go play with a synth. You know, yeah, but like, they don't need to be as large anymore. as they are area-wise. Yeah, there's a lot of real estate. I mean, it, it can just be the warehouse space in the back in a much smaller place. Yeah, it's a bunch of empty space in the middle yep. of those buildings. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I mean, the thing is, I never really knew about a guitar center until until later because I'm such a country boy uh, from Harrisburg. I didn't really yeah, have yeah, a I came to Richmond. We didn't have a guitar center either. They didn't have a guitar. There was one in like Virginia Beach. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, no, this shit was nice. Oh no, Mars. we didn't have guitar. It was Mars music that just we had, Mars. and it was yeah, it was just yeah. at the end of high school, like mm-hmm. my senior year of high school. There was Mars music in Hampton. Yeah. I feel like their only thing existed was pawn shops. Well, I'm trying to think of where I could 757 go. Seven five seven had some of the best music stores in Virginia. It was one and, uh, m- minus you know DC. Uh, Alpha Music was mo- moved a couple times, but they they still are on Virginia Beach Boulevard. AL and M, that place yeah. was awesome. That was also the place where you used to buy your illegal real books from. Yeah, that's what only uh, that's why I knew about the place. Yeah, uh, it was really funny to get the real book too. They really would make it feel like you were doing a crime. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like <laughs> you, you got ask, real book. You had to ask for Russell if yeah. anybody <laughs> is from. Virginia, whatever, dude. It's so long ago. Oh but hell yeah, Russell, hilarious. Anybody that bought their real book from Russell, shout out to Russell. Shout out. And all yeah, that shit. there's only two places that could, that we could that I could go to in Harrisonburg. They're like small ass little stores that had like a bunch of little keyboards and stuff. That was it. Yeah. You know, couldn't order. Didn't know about there's, anywhere you could order from. Also, uh, there's also a place called Virginia Beach Vintage Guitars that was open for like a couple years, and they actually had like you know, really old, like really cool shit, like fifties Fender, uh, uh, Stratocasters and like crazy shit. I remember they had like, uh, on it for like any guitar geeks, they had like an actual, like a sixties Dallas Arbiter fuzz face. And I think that one time they had a real, uh, Univibe. It was like Tycho bra made them. Hmm. Uh, but oh yeah, they're like super, super rare. Um, they used to have, always have like cool old jaguars and jazz masters and mustangs and uh weird like oddities and crazy uh, they get a hoff like a 60s hoffner in there every once in a while but it was early enough in the 90s before yeah. a lot of the uh like a lot of the guitars vintage guitars in america were bought up by the japanese market right and Ugh. shipped out of the country and like are not even here anymore <laughs> There was that time, man, before like everybody yeah. knew that like some of that shit was gonna come back. Well, and, like I, I definitely missed out on getting like an Insonic, fucking or a, or a keyboard or yeah. any of the yeah. Kurtzwell shits before all of a sudden they became the classic. Everybody got to have well, it. It was also just music trends. Like the whole deal. Yeah. At one time in the eighties, when everybody was playing pointy guitars, you could buy a, a Fender, like a sixty early sixties Fender Jaguar for like. A couple hundred bucks, you know. I mean, like like six hundred bucks, maybe yeah. five hundred. And then after fucking Nirvana happens and Kurt Cobain plays one all the time, mm-hmm. now they're like, yeah, they're like twelve hundred and up. And then they kept going, up, and that's like in the nineties, and they kept going up. Mm-hmm. It's just trends. Um, 
Well, look cool uh, too. They, uh, dude, they look awesome. <laughs> um, well, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. What were we talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, okay, I want to talk. Bro? I want to talk about. I want to talk about Kanye. Sorry. Oh, yeah, go for yeah. it. I've been getting oh. distracted by the article that I saved. All right, dude. So who who watched the Kanye and Joe? Interview? I know. I listened. I watched. I watched probably five minutes of it. I kind of by. Clipping, like skipping, skip, 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 skip. Oh, oh, you did some skips. I, did, I always do, man. I can't, I can't listen to that fool talk for that long. It's crazy. I hear you. Never, never, ever. I feel I like you. you're poisoning your brain by listening to you know what? talk for that long. You know what? I <laughs> never listened to him talk. All right, I did. First off, I made it a little over an hour. Hey, that's not so bad. And uh, I thought I needed to give, I need to really get to know him for this long form interview, and. Uh, because I don't think I've ever listened to him talk that much ever. I or feel like given him the that day, much to talk. Back in the day, he used to do really coherent rants. Way back in the day. You know and what? And it turned into this. I have a theory. Yeah. Always uncoherent. I have a theory. Just a little Let's bit. Let's go. The fucking, the, the, the no cussing. I think the no cussing kind of like, it doesn't help him in a way. Like now that he's kind of, he's starting to sanitize his his message in a way and like he doesn't cuss anymore he doesn't he's like I always like, know that he's more of a man of god kind of shit now so i feel like that he don't curse no more no I so like that. i feel like that his, no his the way that his tangents his tangents used to really work for him and like now he doesn't know how to edit them okay. he doesn't make any he doesn't write anymore either let's let me let's check that out yeah. he does not write yeah. his raps any fucking more he has not written probably since Oh five, oh six, maybe. Like no. I mean, a long time. And like he addresses it though, and it like is not. But he, well, oh, I was let's gonna, rewind. Okay, just, go, let's, let's rewind. Let's, let's rewind. just rewind a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, first off, the interview starts like Joe Rogan does his introduction. Yes. And the introduction, he says this honestly. Honestly, this this went better than he had anticipated. Like it went, you know, for what basically he says that. Yeah. Um, which made me think, oh, well, maybe he does the Joe Rogan thing where he goes, questions something, and then he explain the guest explains mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There was none of that. No. Yeah. There was none of that, dude. Uh, like he I tried. said before, I had only gotten Kanye in small doses. Okay. And never really gr got a bigger picture. So Kanye, like, to no surprise to anyone, is, like, totally bipolar and just goes on these right. manic rants constantly yeah. um he's like it's a it's a weird thing man because you don't get to see people that are like this but are this successful and that talented but he is yeah so it's it like gives him like this crazy ego thing he's i don't know man he, he's very interesting but the i can just equate that whole experience to Kanye reminds you of the guy that you stay up with until four in the morning because he's giving you free coke, and that's the only reason you're hanging out with him. And as a side effect, you have to listen to him rant about some weird thing that sounds like a college kid, like his first year yeah. after he took acid for the first time, and he's figured out the system, man. But it's like Kanye's thing, and that's all it is. Yeah. It's it's just. And it was nothing an hour, matters, really. If you think about it, nothing dude, matters. It was an hour, yeah, of this of remedial philosophy, and and, and he said absolutely nothing. I listened to him talk for so long. He said nothing. Joe Rogan 
questioned some of the stuff, but he it didn't. was he didn't he even really talk didn't. too much. He but yeah, he didn't even. At the I was, beginning, he did kind of. In the, he did kind of. He tried to stop him a couple times, and then by about like, listen. I tried to last as long as I could, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, I can follow. I can follow Kanye here. I can follow him here. I can follow him there." Oh, he just went down. He changes and subjects he, he changes. Every, every, at like, if you go, if he goes, he goes. He, he'll say something about music, and he was talking about music for a good bit, and then he'll be and like, he'll make a good point he'll make too, a great which is point. what makes the whole thing so annoying. It makes this, and then all of a sudden he'll go, but if. The it's second like he makes a good point, it's he like turns. This. It's like something else. And he'll be like, no, it's not like that. How can it be like that? And, and then he, starts, he goes and down the that God road. stuff all the time. And like, and and Joe just, I mean, I just don't think he could let him do it. And I just, I was disappointed by that. I was like, man, you could stop him at any point and just be like, okay, listen, this is just, you're, this is not working. Because he just let him do that for I, uh, a long ass time. Even, I'm telling you, actually, I found an article on it. And even the article only listened to as, about as long as we did. Like, probably the first it, 30 minutes. Uh, now, this, now, it's all from the too, first 30 not minutes. Not to be too weird, but do you think there's maybe a reason that we're not privy to that Joe Rogan went really, really easy on him? This guy's Does it have anything to do with him being a Spotify? Or, yeah, there, or something else that's a money thing like, that we don't like know about. I feel like that's normal for Joe Rogan. He lets he lets controversial people just be controversial. Yeah, he, he doesn't let, ever like well, try to. He let Mel Gibson come on and talk for an hour about stem cell research. But it was this, it was that it was more of like a stem cell thing. When he does the, uh, it was a, I'm it was an idiot. Totally it was, a stem cell <laughs> yeah. thing. But yeah. when he does the science things, it, it, he kind of lets them have the floor. Yeah. But this one was just like when he had the Jamie Fox interview. The Jamie Foxx one was great because though. there was a back and forth, and they talked back and forth. And even though, but Jamie Foxx has legible, interesting, followable yeah. stories. And, and he, I guess an even better example would be the Steven Tyler one, where he oh, is full oh, of shit and God. annoying and stuff. Yeah. But Joe uh, questioned his his crazy, you know, superstitions or whatever, and goes, yeah. "Well, have you ever thought about like that?" And it was engaging. But not <laughs> malicious, but like Steven Tyler was. Steven oh Tyler God. is so weird. Uh, he was he also like, just he was, like weird white what, supremacist dudes just get shit off, you know. He was literally. That's what, what's weird about Steven Tyler is he's he's like that's what being that famous for like forty years. He was finishing sentences on on Joe Rogan with yeah. Like he was literally finishing sentences don't like that. Question. Like it went, I, I, he couldn't. Some of those. Man, David Lee Roth, though, even his fucking shit that goes all over the place is gold. If yeah, you watch that shit again, was... watch that shit again one more time. The David Lee Roth one, the one that he last one he was on, where Joe actually looks like he's getting tired of David's shit, which I can understand. But yeah. still, man, it's there's some good fucking lit like words and poetry and like intelligence that's that's coming out of David. That's like some different shit. Or, I don't know what it's. Or does Maybe Joe Rogan feel sorry for him and like I'm just no. gonna let him talk? Like feel no, sorry he for just who? he just does. No, he just has the best. He just has the most trending interviews. Yeah, at the end. It's like who who's gonna give me the most views? Yeah, I guess he's, I think that's it. He's I don't really think he goes not farther than that. Yeah. He's not really under pressure to give him anything, like no. to give anybody anything. And his yeah. audience isn't looking for anything. They really aren't. I they guess aren't, they aren't looking for him to like take down somebody. 
Like, that's not a thing Joe Rogan does. I mean, I want to say, well, not since Carlos Mencia. Yeah, I was just going to say. Well, who else has Joe Rogan taken down I get, other than Carlos Mencia? Well, I mean, I guess I guess sometimes he'll maybe he'll help you. Take nobody. Down, no, no, you know, you know, okay, <laughs> I, I help you. I hear nobody. Carlos Mencia, but, but, but like, sometimes he will mis- misrepresent himself when people ask him about who he's going to have on the show. And when they hmm. ask him and he and he goes, oh, yeah, I might have Kanye. You know, I kind of need to understand, blah, blah, blah. And he'll go into his, like, ideas of what he thinks about a per- who a person is. Yeah. So I mean, then in order almost, to get you to listen to the interview. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know what I mean? There. So yeah. it kind of entices you in a certain way where you're like, man, is he going to actually maybe do it? Give him a good, give us a good interview see, with this since guy. Since I didn't see the video no. and I just listened to it, I didn't get to see Joe Rogan's expressions. Not well, much, you know. I, I wish there was more of that. <laughs> you know, especially they were the same. No, like, you know why? <laughs> no, you know what? That's another reason why. Because young Jamie's not there. It's this oh, other guy, Chris. A, oh, didn't he take a vacation for a while? No, he got because he had the COVID. Yeah, because he had the COVID. I so saw they got another guy. He just came back after. If he young Jamie was there, he would have he would have peppered it. He would have peppered it up a little more, given some giving him some notes. Slipped Joe a little notes about some of the Fuck yeah. some of the stuff. That's true. Young I Jamie. Feel, I, I feel like it was a good uh, example. I was telling James I watched a, a a thing on HBO about one of the most boring cults of all time, which yeah. is the yeah. Nexium cult. The Nexium cult. Nexium cult. The okay. Allison, Allison Mack, and you know other homegirl. Well, two, two people from Smallville. There's one part of it that was not boring. Well, the, the one part, yeah, they, you know, eventually he got he got some of the women to to do some stu- some crazy shit. Okay, but in general. And it's pretty was, boring. Branding the women, and it, and it, was, and it, they no, they branded themselves. You know, well, I mean that as but, part of the cult, of course. <laughs> yeah, but that's at the very end because you think cult, you go like, oh, there must be some cool sex stuff going on early. No, you, you know, that's that's way later. Like it's not like everybody's having they having sex parties and then like some of the women that really wanted sex got branded. No, it was nothing yeah. all the way to the brand. Man. And after the brand, I think that some of them had it's boring as fuck. Nobody, anyway, nobody had sex. Uh, it's interesting to watch because I feel like Kanye and Joe Rogan, all this shit, it, it's very similar. It was just like, here's a guy talking, and he has all kinds of like good self-help stuff to say. And he says some things and go like, oh, that, he made a good point. And there's a bunch of bullshit, bunch of bullshit, bunch of bullshit, bunch of bullshit. Oh, he kind of made a good point. Bunch of bullshit, bunch of bullshit, yeah. bunch of bullshit. And eventually, right. you start to just ignore the bullshit and hold on to what you think was a good point. Right. And I feel like culty figures do that. Even with T-Bird, it's a T-Bird yeah. thing. Occasionally, T-Bird does or says something that makes sense. And, and then people a, bunch, and they, totally they, they grab that, that yeah. and they only, oh, yeah, they yeah. only count the things that make sense. And right. then they're like, bullshit, bullshit, it's like bullshit, bro- bullshit. If you paint in broad enough strokes, exactly. right, people will pick out what they want. Boom. Just like when you're talking about Amazing Randy, right? Yeah. All these people are, are have a little nugget of something that's true. Exactly. Right. Or that makes sense. Yeah. And then they, they kind of like lull everybody to sleep with all the bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? And then you like at the end of a three-hour session, you go like, everyone remembers these amazing things. All they remember is the, some amazing things that were said. Right. You know, it's like, right. I, I'm going to apply those to my life. Oh, actually, he helped me a lot. Those four things I remember from that five-day retreat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I should go, I should go back. Yeah. You know, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should give this guy some money. Yeah. Maybe I should buy six hundred dollars sneakers. That's the best. You know, those <laughs> are the best salesmen. Yeah. Is making a little out of a lot. Uh, making a little out of a little. Yeah. <laughs> really. It's a personality <laughs> thing. It's, a, it's like talking, like public speaking. Yeah. You know, wielding yeah. the the gift of public speaking for personal gain. Kanye had really preachers. Still, Kanye still has that thing, obviously, because you know he brings in huge numbers. He still has that thing to where he can bring people in 
But the problem is, is that the people that he had before, he's lost a lot of them. And he's definitely lost me yeah. at this point. Um, this song, he just put out a song last week, a single uh, on title. Of course he did. Trash. It's so bad. It's the worst song he's ever put out. And he's put out bad ones. But this one, it's like on another level. And I'm I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. I'm like, I'm I have fully gotten to that point where I've had enough. I'm tired of Kanye West. Oh yeah. I'm I'm done. I'm not buying a record. I'm not gonna listen to a single. I wanted to drop that so many times during that interview. Uh, I, I mean here's the here's the thing about music though, it doesn't really cost us anything to go listen to the album. Like it just it, it costs me is so different. It costs my my time is valuable, bro. You put it in I the wanna, background. My time is valuable. I want to listen to some good shit. Mm-hmm. If you're not, like, I don't even want to put you in the background if mm. it's not even good when I'm t- paying attention to it. Sure. I don't even want it to like. I don't want it to be in my background. Don't stain my ears. If it's not, if it's not adding value to it, you know, personally, that's what I would mm. like. I don't, and I don't, and Hot I take his his shit is not. It does not give that kind of feel anymore. It's not classic to me anymore. It's it's over. It's over. I, I didn't. I wasn't even going to say that today, but it, it came I, I, out. I, I feel like we've talked about this before. You know, the the modern age. But I've always like, defended Kanye, and I've always defended his interviews. I've watched a lot to of. To a point, I have. I have. You yeah. know, and but and I'm 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 taking responsibility. I'm taking hey, responsibility, Reggie. You don't. You don't even have to. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm it's, going to. It's like okay. okay. I want to. Many we'll do people, that. <laughs> many people have enabled this gentleman. Yeah. yeah. And, and, true. True. I feel and, like I'm one of them. I feel like I'm one of them. Just, and he's still successful. Very successful. He's so too successful and, to be saying the things he's saying music he's mostly he d- that's where his money comes from not you know i really want him to go away for a year and like and just like just not and like literally just read like i just want him to read a full disconnect book. from social media D- disconnect from everything for like a full year and just go in and really and really like educate himself because like as that bit he's he's making too much money at this point to sound how he sounds i don't like it do you, you remember know? in the in the interview, he says um, he says he had to get injections and like treatment on his thumb for because he was texting too much. That's that's that James. I almost thought that was that was that was hilarious. It. That was it for me right then. I'm like, I was like, what? What? Like and everything he said. <laughs> the, when Joe Rogan did ask him questions, he was and this happens all the beginning, so you can just check it out right yeah. away. When he starts asking about president stuff, he has no idea what he's talking about anything, no. and it just like. And then he, you get to like, all right, well, maybe some normal, non-political things he'll know at least something about. And then he doesn't even know about it. He keeps just changing the subject. And it's just like, it's kind of painful a little bit, but also it's it, entertaining for a little while. But it just gets old because that's all it is. Well, it just looks really bad for you, too, just because you should not be talking about the presidential anything anymore. You bit like it's already been dis- it's already been discovered that you're like putting in it's, or it so your fake. people are putting in tons of fake names yeah. for voting for him for these on these petitions yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. It's like you should not be even talking about this anymore at it's this kind of pla- yeah at this yeah. platform. I think that's why I was most embarrassed by it too. I was like, you shouldn't be talking about this, dude. This is this is not cool. And like Joe's just like, well, you know, he's kind of giving the benefit of the doubt. Like, so I mean, what do you think you would do as president? And I'm like, what? This is your first well, question? What a stupid question. Oh. But I thought, I, that's where I was like, okay, this is going to get entertaining. Oh, I was yeah. Hoping, I started skipping ahead right around there. No, I was hoping that he was going to give just, like, one nice, clear, concise sentence. But, he, like, he couldn't even stop himself, Kanye. Yeah. He could not stop himself at all. He would try. He tried to not go on those tangents, and he just, like, would not let it happen. He would, uh, he, 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 just, he would like, clout drop. 
the whole time. I, I don't know if that's it. a thing. I uh, know that's to be a song you should. But I just, I just made it <laughs> clout up. Drop. <laughs> clout drop. So he would be what? A, what a clout drop is is when he goes. He was like saying, "Yeah," and then I got together and we built this church. It's three hundred, three hundred thousand dollar thing or something Price. like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the nicest one there is, and I have it or something. And you just everything is like I'm so cool, and I got all this stuff. He, and and yeah. th- like he he owns. He's the head of Versace now, and this is guy's the head of some other fucking <laughs> shit I've never heard of and don't care about because his wife like like told him like purses matter a lot now also also he's like building like a town right in like wyoming or whatever oh, God. and he said that he said he was like i don't get what people have like against like build, cult about telling build, you no no listen he said he said i don't understand <laughs> what y'all what y'all got against building uh building villages and stuff i don't know what y'all got against that you, like it's where, like what everybody's just building going. a village yeah because i was just like what the fuck like i'm just like building talking? a village like yo i don't get why people don't like why you can just like build villages and stuff like I'm just I'm just like building it. It's like you sound fucked up, bro. The you don't be- sound like you really understand what you're even part, doing. Uh, I hate it. And I wish I had just I wish I had queued this up before this. But he starts too talking much to go about through. he starts talking about churches and singing with choirs and the energy. And he's like, Yeah, it's like when it starts out, glory, glory. He is raised. And he's like screaming this, like these gospel lyrics to Joe Rogan. And it's like, whoa, Why whoa, he- this he's like a homeless dude right now. Like just yelling, <laughs> like yelling like like Jesus shit at people. And oh, so you know what? uncomfortable. That's a great point. That's the other thing. We talk about like what I, like J- Reggie, I know you gotta go real quick, but the only thing I wanted to point out is that that's the other thing with Joe too. I'm like, listen. I know that you like now are claiming because you're getting more whatever, more shit. They're like, hey man, I don't know anything. I don't know this and that. It's like, dude, you're obviously very knowledgeable. Go a little bit harder with the music stuff, just a little bit yeah, for the, me, the please. The stuff when he was talking about music, when he started the music talking about music and record contracts oh. and stuff, it was like, oh, I might, I, I'm kind of like learning a little bit of something here. Not, not even that. Just like the little bit about like when he was trying to talk about music with Kanye and trying to describe it, it was really weird. And I was like, man. I know you know a little bit more about music than this. He doesn't, though. I feel like him or and Mark Maron kind of do that. Joe, like, Joe Rogan I like knows the blues. I feel like Maron doesn't. Maron, Maron, but Maron went and learned to act. Went and he learned, learned eventually. He, yeah, learned, he learned an instrument. He Joe, sounds pretty good. Joe Rogan does not know anything about music. And one of the things about Joe Rogan interviews with musicians yeah. is he ne- he doesn't go into the music stuff unless the musician can't he just listens talk to the music about anything in the gym. else. Mm-hmm. But music. He just listens to music in the gym. I mean, pretty much. Maybe. Um, no, he does. He does. That's all he talks about most of the time. He's like, man, when I put, like when Metallica was on, uh, when uh, James Hetfield was on, he was like, gym, man, I listened to y'all's new honey. record on the treadmill, man. It really got me pumped, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really got excited, man. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's enough. Um, uh, all right. You know, Reggie, you've got a little. Yeah, we're good. Gotta go. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll, uh, you know, we're gonna. Uh, I want to just while we're playing talking about um classic rock cats real quick. I want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. um real just real fast play a little bit of this new ACDC baby. Hi <laughs> <Jesus laughs> yeah. Hi <laughs> yeah. Right on time for me. Hey man. This shit for- <laughs> yeah, right. Right on time for you to hear this shit right now. Uh. Uh, I'm subbing in for Reggie. <laughs> oh, there we go. If I sound out. This song rules the best ACDC song I've ever heard. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, over. 
There All right, there it is. Yeah. Oh, it's got sound effects at the beginning. It's a video. Sorry. It's like... It's them showing... They're, they're plugging in, man. Uh. <laughs> ACDC. With the original... With Phil Rudd back in the band. I kind of like... <laughs> Dude, this shit sounds this shit sounds and feels good. Wait, is this a new song? This is a brand new song. Okay. With uh, with Brian. Sure? Are you sure this is not a, already an ACDC song? Because it, they are a consistent ass man. It's ACDC, you know and love, James. I mean, this sounds like it could have come from 1983. You're goddamn right. Or 1970. That's what the people want, James. <laughs> hey, man. If it ain't fucking broke, don't fuck with it, James. I mean, if they sound like this live, too. Bro. Who, who, uh, who is, uh, who took Malcolm Young's place? Uh, that is, his name is, I think his name is Cliff, Cliff oh, like, Williams. Where did he come from? Cliff Williams. He's just been the cat in the wings, man. He's been he's been the dude. He's been the dude playing with the band since uh since since Malcolm passed away. It's just the cat they got. They've because hmm. they've haven't had to replace him. So I'm sure they got. They've always had a guy that's ready to go. Um, that sounded great. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, yeah actually, dude, it's not great. I said, dude, I heard this shit and I was like, fuck. Yes, Dude, like if I look, if I heard like as a, a as a as a black white man in my family, oh, <laughs> a black white man, as a gray man, Whitman. Listen, I mean, look, Phil Rudd, uh, the uh, uh, well, is he the original? I think he's the original drummer. He's the only one that I know of. <laughs> he had a real bad, real bad, like uh, a, a, you know, downturn, if you will, fall off. Um, lost a lot of his teeth. We went through like this meth meth thing. Uh, tried to kidnap some 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 dude and like <laughs> kill this other chick. Like he uh, he went to DJ, uh, he went to jail for a little bit. Got himself together. He, they put him back in the fucking band. I mean, like nobody ever does this shit, man. They never like cats will fall down hard and they'll just be like, "Hey, man." Sometimes you gotta hold on to that sound. You know, hey, <laughs> hey man, that shit. Look, I'm gonna play it again. Fuck it, I'm playing it right now. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry with the with Are with there sound any effects. Other songs no, this is, is I, this, this, this is the one. only one. This is the first single. That album's coming out in two weeks. Like this is video videos ready. This fucking look drums sound fucking fantastic. The feel is amazing. It sounds like, like a 70s show. It's like, uh, I would like to be playing this right now. I'd love to just play guitar. Bro. Like, this makes me, you know what? This makes me just want to go play guitar. Right. And this is really not hard music at all. No. It's just like rhythmically fucking feels great. Like. Hey, if your band can't play this right, your band sucks. I'm I'm literally if, you, if you're a rock and roll band, you can't do that. I was literally Get talking to, to one of my like little kid students the other day is playing guitar and I was like, listen, 
you just need to play with ACDC. Right yeah. Now. I was like, just, yeah. I just didn't need you to go home. Drummers, bass and, players, everybody can learn something. It's called pocket. Pocket. I was like, I just need you to go home and play with ACDC for a little bit because the, because the strumming on this shit, like, I just to get, I'm getting a little nerdy. Sorry. I've, I've had, I've had yeah. a lot of time to think this week. There's a lot of, I mean, we've been doing a lot of stuff, but like, you know, for work a lot of hustle season shit and just had a lot of time. Mm-hmm. To think. But yeah. And listening to, listening to some music because I hadn't had a chance to. And, uh, ACDC, man, the fucking pocket is crazy, but the feel of Angus Young's guitar, like, has this, like, nice, like, you know, like, uh, forward-moving eighth note thing that's always happening with the quarter note with him. Like, with the rhythm, and he's always Mm -hmm. got that shit, and it feels fucking great, bro. Yeah, it's great great guitar arranging. Great guitar arranging, and it's just so simple and awesome. Simple, and I, uh, I don't think I really understood it until I watched, um, I watched uh, some of the Axl Rose when they played with when he played with them for a little bit because I just I wanted to see him approach those songs and how he just crushed them. And like they're playing these huge places, and those dudes are just not deviating from any type of anything. They're just in the pocket. Oh yeah. Like the whole time, and and whole time, Axel's not really like he's not like a pocket guy. Like he's kind of like he's kind of like up and kind of he's doing all kinds of like Guns and Roses, he's stuff like and like those guys don't move at all. They're just like in there, like in a fucking arena, sixty thousand people. Ain't no the groove is staying right in this pocket, man. And I love it. I love it. Yeah, totally. They're also just cool at. Holding out just long enough until dropping the bass line yep. in a song. Yep. Or like a drum fill or something. The guy mm-hmm. won't do a drum fill unless it's like an emergency. No, I ain't no, yeah. no, that my man, even the guy that was subbing for Phil Rudd, like he wasn't doing a lot either. Like he knew how to fucking lay it down and his drum set is just and actually I saw him solo a couple times. He not even like a soloist like that. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. his thing is about just laying it the fuck down. He's some Irish dude. I think like the video is like is him like in a bar like just <laughs> laying it like way too loud. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like okay, you, um, like you need you don't have to bring that whole drum kit in here. Um, so ACDC is back, y'all. So I just wanted to play some of that because that shit is fucking mm-hmm. fire. Um, now that Gabe Gabe is awake, um, I wanted to talk to <laughs> him about John Frusciante. Uh, oh wow, about, what about him? Well, I mean, he's been doing. A, I know you know that he's been doing a couple interviews out here. Um, I seen a couple, or I heard something like, uh, yeah, he was talking about doing. Well, he just put an album, I think. He, I think he reissued an album from last year, the Maya album. I thought something. it was something new. I haven't really. I I never kept up with his solo career. Oh, really? I never really did. No, me either. I don't really. Know. Um, he did I, I say like that first album. Now he did say a lot. He was on I, drugs. All right. I love it. It's a great album. It's a great album. He did say in an interview recently, he talked about being into electronic music a lot and really when he left the band or whatever, yeah. he got into that stuff, which I don't know. I haven't heard his electronic stuff. Yeah, he's more like uh, John Frust- Frustrating. Nice. Okay. Swing and a miss. Who's yeah. All right. Anyways, but uh, yeah, uh, I guess like he 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 spoke about the Chili Peppers a little bit, and then also, I mean that's a whole. I don't I don't like listening to him speak. <laughs> <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to ask you because like a couple of his quotes in here, 
for the re- uh, I'm like I mean there, there since day one any of his interviews I've ever seen if he's like like he's it, yeah it's kind of like he's, he's kind of those bad interviews like he's about to say something really smart but he like goes somewhere else with it I just, I, I can't yeah he those. and also I think he's I think he's kind of got a big head now like 20 years later 30 mm-hmm. years later I think he has a big head yeah oh you think now he like feels like he knows what he's what he's contributed or something to the well, shit he, or I mean on behind the scenes like out outside of the chili peppers and stuff like that he's been producing a lot and doing guitar work and it's, it's like he's been out of work when he was He's done a lot band. of production work. Yeah. He's yeah. worked with like some like the Wu-Tang Cats. I mean, he's actually been pretty busy. I mean, he's definitely done a lot of beats. Yeah, no, he's 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 turned he's, into a beatsmith. Yeah, so but I think he <laughs> <laughs> right? No. <laughs> I guess he sees himself as more of a producer now or something like that. Yeah, seems to. So, which is fine, but I think it, I think it might have given him a big head. Really? It, yeah, the, some of the shit he's saying, though, he's like, I'm trying to make the guitar sound like like it's never sounded he's before. Like, so at the time, like, I wasn't, it, he says he says a lot of things at the time because he's, he's just trying to let you know, like, I change my mind all the time. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Like, he's like, at yeah. the time, I was very into this. I'm not anymore. He said I've, evolved. Of, I've evolved. I've <laughs> evolved. I mean, I guess he was because I remember he was he was talking about hip hop uh, in the 90s and while he was in the band or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I really he's it all. He's like, he, he admittedly so. He was like, at the time, I just thought it was kind of silly. It, you know, samples, sampling stuff just didn't. Yeah, it like turned into like a whole new world for him. He, well, yeah, no, he was const- I mean, whatever he's doing, he I, he likes to concentrate on what the work is at the time. He was saying he was really in electronic music during the Californication recording. Right. But he had to psych himself up to be at those recordings. And, like, if he said if he listened to techno or electronic on the way to the studio, he'd be bored the rest of the day. <laughs> Man, that's just so, so weird. Like, so he's like, so I got to listen to Jimi Hendrix or something some that rocks, something that makes you want to play my guitar. Because if I listen to on the way to the studio, if I listen to synthesizer stuff, I just want to play with synthesizers. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, like, it's that's like not the could, most illogical uh, thing. I don't think it's the most illogical. Thing. I just don't understand, like, how you could, you how you can't just do both. I mean, if like Chad Smith can do like a shit ton of fucking sessions all the time and be in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I don't understand why he can't like just do just both. different types of musicians. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. No, like, yeah, the Chad. I mean, that's two different types of people. Chad is like a Chad could like. Work in a construction yard. <laughs> like well, he also, could have a real also, good job. Are they talking, he, when he's talking about going to the studio, is he talking about writing too? Because he's talking about writing. Yeah, I, I ta- totally understand he's that. He's talking about writing and stuff. Oh, just yeah, like, writing, but sure. But just playing or executing this stuff, like, whatever. Well, he's like, I guess he, he wants to cater to what the band is. He knows he knows what the band is. He's not yeah, about, that's he's, what I'm saying. He's not about to make the electronic Chili Peppers album. <laughs> well, I mean, that's got to be, I mean, that's got to be kind of, I don't know. That's got to be interesting with the Rehab Chili Peppers because, like, depending on what they're working with, you know, if they're working with Danger Mouse, then you're definitely working in I a have, different I kind haven't, of way. I haven't kept up with any but of the stuff past, yeah. Been, <laughs> it's oh. been years. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard some things here and there, but I haven't seeked it out. I was like, it's kind of like why the same reason, like, I didn't see, like, Indiana Jones as a Crystal Skull. I just want to, like, remember that series for what it is and not what ruined it. <laughs> right. Mm. I feel you. I feel you. So um, I feel... Um, we talked a little bit about the record before, uh, before you got here. Oh, um, thanks so, for checking it out, folks. Um, like, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, is there anything that you, I mean, we're, I said we were going to definitely talk about it probably more in depth after people listening to it, but yeah, if there was anything that you let's, wanted let's to do that. Uh, no, just, uh, thanks to everybody that came on and, uh, 
you know, uh, was a part of it besides just the four of us that was on it. Like, Tony and Tyler definitely were making the video. Larry Branch is on it. Calvin Brown's on it. Chris Cofani, Josh McCormick, a bunch of randos. But but I think, they actually, no, I think it's the four of them, actually. But they, they – oh, Chance Fisher. Yeah, Chance is on the record. Of course. You know. And, you know, like, yeah, we can, like, give it a listen, and then we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, make sure you check out our brand new video uh, as well. You know, the day the nationalist came, y'all need to check that out. That's yeah. going to be available everywhere. It's available everywhere now. I don't know, but it's out. <laughs> it's, it's it's out. Um, we appreciate everyone for checking us out, and um, and you know, there's just gonna be more coming. Um, do you guys have anything else? I have. I don't. I don't have like. A, I'm, I actually, think, I think we're good, man. We're, I think we're good. We're I have doing to, a long episode. Yeah, I got this. We're good. So yeah, all right, sweet. We appreciate uh, everyone for listening. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Bandcamp, all the things. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Check out the Volume One, the Hustle Season. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Like, yo, well, I need y'all to I need y'all to relax, especially I when mean, we're risking our lives as well. Well, so while we're like, at, while we're at it, this cool. brings me to a thing in general that was before pandemic, uh, and the promoting. Like, you know, there's the, when I look at real big boy concerts that happen and professional tours, um, there's an artist, there are venues, there's management for both of them, uh, but also, there is a whole division uh, or a whole portion of the equation that is promotion and advertising marketing. and marketing. And I don't know when this happened or what made it happen when venues just went from working with promoters on a regular basis, not just for like a couple big gigs a month, but I mean on a nightly basis every time they have music working with actual promoters so that when you have a gig people show up to it I, all of a sudden it became the promoter disappeared and it just was the bands were the promoters uh, the venues yeah. didn't want to do it some of the venues do it but yeah. you know. in the hip hop in hip hop the promoter is still going but yes, they just got I agree. Yeah, it's just totally. so they got burned i'm gonna, I, I can say that i never owned a venue and i can tell you right now right the venues oh, got burned. Venues, or the promoters? Got, venues got seriously burned by promoters. Yeah. Okay, you know because every not no one believes. It's rare that people believe that promotion isn't is worth money. Like everyone's trying to figure out how to get. I would say even since the early nineties, whether or not your your leg 
uh, whether or not you get your leg up has to do with how much promotion you can get done without the money, right? Right. right. You get volunteers to be a so-called uh, be a street team. Street team. You get you know social media is technically free, yeah. but requires time. You know posters. Well, I got a friend that knows how to make posters. Oh, I got a homie that can screen print. Yeah. Oh, I got like everyone's trying to figure out a way to get promotion done for free. And I feel like that's gotten harder and harder over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And social media kind of feels like production, you know. And then, mm-hmm. but even then, for, for for social media to seriously work, it's money. Right. It's like it's money. It's, it's like promotion being a part of the budget, and whose budget should it be a part of? <laughs> is that is the promotion on the artist or on the label or on the venue? And I think the answer is all three. Yeah. But no one is, it's, it's like if you're DIY, or even if you aren't DIY, you have a label, but it's not huge. The right. money's got to come from somewhere. No one wants somewhere. it to come out of their money. I think that, yeah. I think the equation Reggie's talking about too uh, shifts depending on the type of situation, is the type of gig. Like if it's a s- established venue that has music almost every night. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it switches up all the time, and the music is, you know, from all over the place, local and touring. I feel like in a situation like that, the venue may step up and take a little bit more uh, promotion on a local level just to keep people coming in there. Whereas when it comes to an actual national tour uh, or an arena tour or any of those things, it is the PR department of the artist or the record label that is taking on the majority of that you know like the 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 richmond coliseum doesn't didn't you didn't used to advertise from the richmond coliseum as it would be whoever was putting on the event there through that but it shifts around but i think it's all gone to nobody wants to do it nobody wants to do it and as as you're going a smaller scale than what you're talking about (laughs) yes you know those actual bottom line numbers don't actually change. And that's where the rub comes with artists, especially yes. if you're on the come up. Yes. Like, you know, it ain't no big deal if you know for sure all your shows are about to sell out. Like you, We have a tour. All the venues are between four and 500 people, and they're nearly going to be nearly sold out every place, and all the tickets are $23. Yeah. The, the, the $200 the venue takes off the top ain't no big deal. Not a big deal. Right. But if you're just in town yeah. or if you're just like – you're just trying to play a big room, yeah. And you sold half the room. Mm-hmm. Hey, that two hundred dollars off the top seems kind of weird to go gross. like, oh, what? Who was? What? What did it get paid? For? Feels different. What did? What did it go to? Mm-hmm. It didn't go to promotion. Yeah, right. It didn't go exactly. to. And then, then, then you end up start pointing your fingers, and right. really everybody's wrong. Everyone's wrong. <laughs> everyone's wrong. Everybody's wrong. Artists wrong. Everybody wrong. Because everyone yeah. has to take that kind of responsibility. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Prabir, um is incredible with that kind of thing. Like he understands how that band definitely has has their ways of doing what they can to get people out. But so does the venue. And there there needs to be there needs to be like a meeting in the middle. And that and he like uh, it's, him, all, it's all about budget. Him, yeah, yeah. And budget and him and others that I know that like are have gotten better about it. And I I definitely got more educated through that. And but I just think at this point right now in time it's like I think we need to still kind of look at each other as helping each other instead of you know. Oh, you this, mean at these, these times right now? In these times right now, I'm yeah. Saying, they need to throw everyone. They need to throw all of it out the. They window. need to throw but, it out the fucking window and like the and come together in a different way. The, you know, yeah. the, these people are fringe. Every everybody that's going to a show right now is probably a musician, right? Or 
like the friends of the musicians or close by or nearby yeah or like super conservative that's pretty much it yes or somebody that you exactly you you want their money but you don't exactly really want them to be there bang with them like that because like yeah because you know they're thinking some weird shit but whatever you know i mean it's a it's interesting combo because i was i've been thinking about that all this weekend or whatever just like man you know, it's just a, it's just a different feeling trying to trying to do something, make something happen in this point in time, and we just kind of got to like talk to each other and communicate a little bit better with mm-hmm. this. Well, just and also have a little bit of like humility, like you know, have, stop yeah. pretending like yes. this place would have been packed, man. This this pandemic is is you know yeah, and, and we're just using it that as an example as anyway, an example, because totally. like I was I, I would say the people that I've been working with have been great, yeah, you know, but it's just we every single business on earth has had to change things. Yeah. So yeah. the idea of like, oh, we'll just open up and not change. Right. Well, it's not, that's not going to work. You right. You know, it's going to be a long time before anybody's going to be shoulder to shoulder inside of a building with 400 other people. Yeah. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time, dude. So we, you kind of, we have to pivot and, yeah. you know, some of these places, like if a building that's built for gathering mm-hmm. is on the chopping block right now, Look, yeah. just in general. Oh, right? I mean, they, look, they four spots. Any building, four spots. There's there were four spots in uh in McKangsville, or whatever that or uh, that got that uh got they closed down because of the fact that they're not doing the right shit. Oh, they they're thought ju- no one was gonna care. Yeah, no one's gonna care, and no one was caring, and so isn't they that, were just. Isn't in- that what happened with the Cary Street deal? Is there is it was set to be purchased, and then. All the pandemic stuff happened before the deal went through, and then oh, that know. buyer didn't go through with it. And then I think I don't know. Really, what I did see that it was something on the, happened on the recently, like it went up on market. the market yeah. again. It I went up that. because it went I up think on the market. somebody had bought it or right. was planning on buying it, but it had, wasn't locked in completely oh, yet. Shit, they the paper but yet. I th- yeah, and I think when the pandemic happened, they're like, uh, we have to rethink this whole. Yeah, we thing. can't start a new. Yeah, video right like, now. not right now. Especially not that one. Yeah, it's too small. You know, maybe yeah, if they put people outside. Do. Not break, break the glass, break the glass behind the van. T- turn the band Bro. the opposite direction. So oh, face the band no, out no to the band there anymore. I mean, I'm saying like, what would be the? How could you even possibly? I'm trying to be the most creative I can. Oh, right. Yeah, there's you know, thing, the, the bathrooms are inside, <laughs> right, all the way in the back. You know, in a in a venue like that. You know, which is this uh, like little the it's little dive club with yeah, like a, a stage up front, super narrow and. Bar it's a on good, the sidewall. I tell you what, if I, you know, I mean, otherwise, I know, like, you know, we, if I had the dough, of course, it's not a bad deal. Like, the, no the whole the whole building and everything, and, like, yeah. you get the uh, apartment. Nah, nah, it's really nah, not that nah. bad of a deal. I've been all through that building. I've been in that apartment. I've been, uh, you know, I mean, some things. If you got the money. I'm saying if you got be, the money. If you, you got know, the money. The world should just be cleansed of it. And we should be thankful for the good times there. And then maybe let's put something in that's like maybe, I don't know, not that. No, no, I disagree. I feel yeah, like it's just a venue because yeah. like it's just going to end up being something else lame. I'm saying if you got like, some dough, you just yeah, cool it. Yeah, but this is this is the wrong time. What's well, the wrong time then, for anybody? For all of them? Yeah. I'm saying if you got the dough, James, it's a, if you got the, the dough, dough to buy it and then pay the rent with making no money for like yeah. four years. Yeah, right. If you got <laughs> yeah. it, it's a good deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you got the money, you could do something interesting with that People with that like corner that right don't there. Don't have money for that long. You know, you know. Hey, man. Be surprised out here. It's true. Some wild hustles. Some people are the, the hustle season, like, baby. Yeah, the type of businesses that were working from home are thriving. Yeah. You know, some people are making more money than they've ever made before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, some oh, people hmm. are making more money than they've ever hmm. made, you know, and it's, it looks weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, 
All right. Well, yeah. let's go ahead and uh, start this thing up because because right. um, yeah, let's the guy see. doesn't have a whole lot of time. Like yeah, it's fine. You're right down the street. Yeah, it's all good. Hold on, real quick.